Welcome back to another Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, author of the Ancient Illumination series, as well as the Ambani Chronicles. And today uh, we are doing an indie comic spotlight. So I'd like to introduce you all to Omari Malik of Black Tooth Publishing. He's the creator of Adastra, Dogpile, and Snakebite. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on, brother. How you doing? Thank you guys for having me, man. Omari Malik. Leaks in the building. Brooklyn's in the house, man. There you go. So, uh, vaguely, what I just gave was a, a vague introduction uh, to give you the platform to let you speak, let the people know who you are, what you do, and basically what got you started. Yeah, so like I said, Omar Malik, you know, born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. So from Brooklyn, by the way, of Richmond, Virginia, moved up here when I was about like 17 years old to kind of do college. So, I, so, but let me backtrack a little bit. I've been a lifelong comic fan. Like I tell people, I was an executive's dream. If you were an executive at a toy company, I was your dream come true because I wanted every piece of merchandise. I wanted every toy to every cartoon ever. Like, you know, I go to the toy aisle and bug out. So, you know, always in the Batman, Digimon, Pokemon, just anything you can imagine. And my pops was a comic book head. So my pops had long boxes upon long boxes of like 90s comics. I'm talking like all the image stuff, you know, the milestone stuff, the bat, you know, the nightfall era Batman stuff, no man's land era batman stuff you know death of superman style stuff so this has pretty much been ingrained within me so being that i was always into that you know as with most creative people whether you're into music or you know you really like basketball you always have those early dreams of wanting to do it so I was writing on sketches of paper always trying to figure it out always trying to make my own characters and do my own thing and for a long time that's kind of really what i wanted to do but, you know, have Southern black parents, it wasn't always <laughs> supportive, you know, which is why, you know, they pushed me to go to college. They pushed me to have something practical. So I went to, came, moved up to New York, went to St. John's, got my bachelor's, got my master's, and was about to start a job and just like, holy crap, like, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be in a cubicle for the next 30, 40 years. What do I really like? What am I? I'm really passionate about and the only thing that kind of like was resonating with me or kind of like was hitting or that I even was really considering was comics so okay I literally started to put started went back to my mom's house dug out my old sketchbook started to put together some ideas got distracted by the fact that working in corporate America pays really well so <laughs> started having fun buying clothes, going places, hanging out, doing things that I couldn't do when I was a broke college student or, you know, a middle class, you know, lower middle class black kid. So started to enjoy that sort of stuff. But when the pandemic hit and, you know, corporate America started corporate and American, when corporate America started really showing their, showing their tail, I should say, you know, with all the George Floyd stuff, all the first voice diversity stuff, I was like yeah this isn't for me i gotta get up out of here like let me go pick back up the comic 
comic thing. So really started grinding for grinding and figuring it out, reaching out to my mentor. Shout out my mentor Greg from his he's the writer of a book called His Nana. Reached out to Greg. Yeah. Did a bunch of zooms of him telling me what is what to do or how to do this, <laughs> like helping me get it together, finding out every finding every how to write book, how to do how to do that and started doing the ground to really put this thing together yeah that's important man speaking of uh greg uh he and i've been bumping into each other off and on since i first started doing this uh convention thing uh, kind of touring around I i'm pretty much staying in the dmv area since i'm uh in baltimore now and baltimore comic-con 2017 was my first event i think i think i saw him there and then throughout the years uh, i've been repeatedly seeing him and recently i think uh this year was your first convention i believe yeah kind of shared him at blurred con was that your first one exactly that was the first one out the rip man how, how was that experience for you that was dope that was dope it was one thing that wasn't expected so for obviously we'll talk about it later but i have a kickstarter going for my books and things like that and it's kind of funny how it played out because like i said greg's my mentor we talk all the time and stuff like that I just popped up on him at Brooklyn Comic Con, you know, which is a small con, and just gave him my books. It was just like, yo, look, Greg, I did it. Like, I know we've been talk yeah, yeah. talking about it. I know we've been working on it, but like, I I'm a bit of a person where it's like, I rather, I rather, you know, actions speak louder than words. Like, he's seen me showing my characters and like, seeing me talk about a lot of stuff, but, you know, actually doing the groundwork, like, keeping some stuff to myself to be like, you know, listen, he's been talking to me but i really have to show and prove so i just kind of surprised him with my books and right there he was just like listen you can print more of these like are these ready to go you want to do a con and i'm like uh you know i'm playing a kickstarter he's like but do you want to do a con like you can just you can product test you can do it you can get it out there to some people build a fan base early so i was like all right yeah i'll do it so you know tabled and did blur that was my first con and that kind of sparked me to do a few more so i've done richmond comic con did nycc and you know start doing baltimore next week so starting to get this thing going yeah this weekend in fact uh, yeah. is, is baltimore con. i'm all about that con life now mainly because that was one of the most valuable ways of me to advertise uh my books and i'm sure you'll find that it, it just it creates an environment where the potential readers come to you is what I think is most valuable. And it gives you a chance to get people in front of your potential audience, speak to them, and you can express your passion. You can tell them what inspired you. Much different from just an ad somewhere, either online or in a magazine, which is what I initially first tried. And you really get to just talk to people and have them understand your story better from your personal perspective rather than interpreting something that's just presented to them. Um, for me, for me, cons. Are, I, I was a con kid, so I love going to cons. But on the creative side, I feel like it's super dope because it's just like I feel like it's like it's really you know the trenches. It's like the battleground of like understanding how to put yourself out there, being able to sell, you know, being able to catch up, so capture someone's attention, able to synthesize the idea of what your book is about, and just you know creating those soft skills to the point where it's like you know preparing yourself to have fans and to understand what it's like to talk to somebody you know to not be shy to you know have those difficult money conversations and you know it's a crucible of knowledge for anybody you know that wants to be a creator and you know has to be their own marketing 
team, their own, their own, their own cashier, their own inventory manager, their own scheduler. Like, yeah. Unless you got a team, you kind of got to do it all. Yeah. Um, all right. What was out of Adastra, Dogpile, and Snakebite? Which was the first one you created? And can you give us a little spiel about that first story? So technically, technically, it was Snakebite, and I say technically, technically, because the main character in Snake. Like came from like one of those middle school, elementary school ideas that was on a note card and poorly drawn, but he was actually the villain in that story. So, okay. you know, I, I just plucked him from there. But the first one that I'll say is like the first official one that kind of didn't diverge is when I when I graduated from college and I was thinking about doing the comic thing. The Dastra was one of the, the original four or five ideas that I had, and she pretty much didn't change. Like she stayed the most original stayed the same you know my ex-girlfriend at the time had talked me out of doing a couple other other ideas and that's how i developed snake bite and developed dog power because she was like hey this is cool but like you got to do something better like these kind of suck yeah. like <laughs> that's just the only one i really like so you know that's when i went back to the drawing board and started to readjust things okay Arastra, um is that like a, a mashup of the latin phrase to the stars Yes, to the stars through perseverance. Okay. Okay. And what, 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 so you said technically Snakebite was the first one. Yeah, technically, because he was a character that was created. I want to see if I pull out that sketch. It's probably going to have like 08 or 09 on it. Okay. What's the story behind Snakebite, if you don't mind? So Snakebite, so in the original story, he was a villain that had snake tattoos that came to life. And, okay. and you know, wanting to feeling like that was such a great idea and, you know, visually striking, even from my like terrible sketch, I decided it's like, all right, let me figure out how I can do this and kind of harkening back to his anti-hero type of thing, which is, and you also think about snakes, you know, they slither along. So, you know, he's kind of walking the path of good or bad. So I tell people it's like inspired by my love of like hood movies and, you know, those coming of age stories and and just reflected on some of the stuff I see around me in Brooklyn. And, you know, I lived in Chicago for a minute. So seeing some of that stuff where a lot of kids, as they get older, they're being forced to be in a position of where, you know, they see people jumping into the streets or they see people doing square stuff. And it's like, what do you really want to do? So that's what that story is about. My main character, he recently got in a little bit of trouble. So he's just getting out, getting out of juvenile detention. Okay. Uh, kind of his last hurrah or his last in his head rambunctious thing that he's going to do with his friends is get tattoos and of course whenever you say it's the last thing it always is you know blows up in your face so those tattoos give him superpowers and now with those superpowers and you know the peer pressure and all that sort of stuff it's like all right now i have powers am i really going to jump in the streets because that's what my friends are doing and if i jumped in the streets i could be the biggest baddest because i have superpowers or if I actually decided to go the right way because I've been in trouble, I just got out of juvie, I could really be a hero, but he's struggling, you know, he can't decide. It's fun to hang out with his friends. It's not as fun to do the rewarding stuff that no one pays attention to, you know, so. Okay. Which one, I believe we spoke uh, when I saw you at BlurredCon. You picked a good convention to be your first because that was when that really, <laughs> blew my head up at, uh, yeah. my first time third time not this year but the year before um is one of your books actually like a manga or done in a manga style yes so dog pile dog piles complete i mean it's an 
American style size style comic. You know, you it reads from left to right, but it's a manga. It's drawn through and through like a manga. It's rooted in my love for you know shonen battle mangas and stuff like that. Okay. So you know, it's about a guy who lost his entire family when he was a child in a mysterious accident, and because of an accident, you know, he ran away trying to look for power and a new family, and you know, kind of life in art you know when people go through traumatic situations and you know they have, have a big heartbreak or a big loss they tend to realize that you know that strength to overcome it is within them so that, that power that he's seeking after losing his family and wishing he could have prevented everything you know he developed superpowers okay and you know kind of being a runaway and a street kid he you know there's a bunch of stray animals and stray dogs so you know kind of found that attachment to them realized he could channel his powers through those dogs and once he you know started to feel himself and is now more confident he's going back home you know to figure out what happened and you know prevent similar situations from happening to other people you know that obligation of i felt like this so i don't want other people to feel like this and you know i should do something because why was i the only one that survived so let me make this time here matter yeah what made you want it formatted similar you know in, in the style of a manga instead of just doing traditional comics straight out so i love mangas man and I, I feel like so many people that look like us are really really into mangas but you know it's kind of hard for us to find some of this find that stuff made by us if that makes sense you know like i, yeah. I can't tell you I, i'm big into hip-hop big into like drill and, and like modern hip-hop and stuff like that I've heard a plethora of Uzi and Trippy Red and even some of the most gangster rappers having bars about Dragon Ball Z and things like that. So I wanted to do something, you know, that was kind of our story, but told in that style because it's something that clearly we like. You know, you go to yeah. Anacon, you're seeing a bunch of Naruto cosplays, a bunch of Demon Slayer cosplays and things like that. So I wanted to do something... I would have loved this growing up. Like I was that, like I said, I was a marketing person's dream because I wanted every toy. And my yeah, favorite yeah. season of Power Rangers was the season where the Red Ranger was black. You know, I love DBZ, and I, when they debuted, ooh, I was like, oh crap! Like, listen, he's he, he looks like me. Or even the fact that you know we gravitate to we, we label characters as black. You know, it's like oh, Piccolo's black, such and such is black, and. Yeah. things like that so it's like i wanted so that kind of told me you know having that business mindset and, and you know a master's degree in business that it's like there's clearly a market for this and we clearly want this stuff because we're going out of our way to insert ourselves into these situations so let me let me be that person let me provide it okay interesting that is an interesting take and i'm just curious because uh, i'm always curious to see why different creators create within the formats that they do. I started out as a literary author and just because people kept asking for illustrated versions of my work was the only reason really why I switched over to try and add that to the, the content I was creating. It wasn't like I set out from the beginning and like, yo, I'm gonna make comic books and graphic novels. It's just, I saw that there was a market for it. So it's cool that you saw a niche where you can kind of slide in. Like we're always supporting manga what if we had some manga created like like you said for us by us pertaining to the things that we're more familiar with and what it's really presented to us and and uh the traditional ones that we see you know 
That's that's cool. Uh, we're gonna take a short break, and then when we come back, uh, Omar Malik will expound upon the current project he has, where you can get all of his works in one watt uh, for a Kickstarter. Uh, we'll be right back to talk to you about that. Talk to you in a second. Welcome back to the Ascari cast. My name is Rod Van Blake of the Ancient Illumination series, and we are here once again with Omari Malik to talk to you about his Kickstarter that is ongoing currently. Uh, he's sitting right now at $35.95 with a goal of $5,000, so we're trying to kick him up to uh, bring him on home now in the last uh, 19 days so he can hit his goal. Please, uh, I'm going to drop the link again in the chat, but Omari, let us know about the Kickstarter, what we can get there, and, and all the cool tiers and everything. Break it down for us, please. So yeah, so for every, so a little bit of background. So basically, the Kickstarter is all about Black Tooth Battalion Volume One, and what that is for people. As we're talking about three different stories, basically, it's an anthology where you can get all three. And being the comic nerd that I am, it kind of harkens back to the, for me, to the original days for comics. Like you think of tales of suspense, you think of amazing fantasy, you think of detective comics where they were comic books, but they were basically anthologies because you know our favorite heroes were just one story within those books. And the same thing with more modern stuff like Shonen Jump where you had a, a bunch of different mangas packaged in one with a few chapters that were so weekly. So I wanted to do that and basically display myself as a writer because as we kind of mentioned you know there's three different stories here there's three different art styles but you know people can get it as one combined anthology version or people are just interested in one particular story after instead of the uh, if people are interested in one story over the others they can just get them as the one shots you know the lowest tier is like ten dollars for the digital version which has all three copies and they're full-size comic books they're full complete one shot so you know i think it's like over uh, i say over 70 pages but closer to uh, i want to say like 89 88 90 pages in total okay. so people get get it digitally physically like i said you can get that i think you can get just if only one, one of these books appeals to you there's a tier where you can just order the one that you want if you want all three just if you're a person like me who loves floppies you can get the floppies I'm also that person that I just want the floppies to go get them signed cons, but what I'm actually reading are the trade. So, you know, there's the trade graphic novel version. There's a version with a Kickstarter exclusive cover. There's also a t-shirt there. So, you know, kept it very, kept it, kept the reward is varied, kept them cost effective, kept them, I didn't want to price anybody up, price anybody yeah. out, wanted to make it affordable, wanted basically it to be a great entry point so these stories are basically like pilots so you know it's a nice, nice sample size of what you get from a full series from a Astra, a full series from dog and kind of a full series from snake bite so you know I, the goal is to have you know all three of these books go to full series and then have people argue about where it fits into the canon so. okay yeah now, i've often thought that too is basically uh one measure of success for me will be 
when people start arguing about, you know, the stuff within the, my creations. Kind of like how Star Wars and Star Trek has that when people are always arguing over stuff within those universes. When you get the, the, the readers arguing back and forth on what's canon, what's not, what's more powerful, what's not, then you know you've kind of made it because the conversations are being carried on without you. Yeah. Um, so y'all need to go to Kickstarter right now for those of you that are on the live appreciate it and uh, later on when people are just listening to the audio go to kickstarter.com backslash projects backslash black tooth battalion one uh backslash black tooth hyphen battalion dash volume one question mark uh, it's a, a crazy uh url yeah kickstarter, yeah kickstarter has long url so if anybody wants it to be simple just blacktoothpublishing.com Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I was trying to give it to them for those that weren't, you know, going to see the live and be able to see the link to just go ahead yeah. and click click on that. So like um, I was yeah, like, he's close to 3600 right now. We're trying to give him the 5K in the next 19 days so he can uh, make that happen and get this thing distributed to all you out there that are fans. Uh, of the three, are there different age ranges for each book for the, the, the readers? Yeah, so, well... I'll say there. I say it's for all ages, and I just want to reiterate to people also like this pre-order. This Kickstarter campaign is a pre-order campaign, so the books are done once we hit our goal. You know, and after the money clears from Kickstarter, it's going straight to the printer, and I'm definitely going to ship them out. I want to say within that month, so it's ending. I want to say the middle of November. So anybody that donates to the campaign or pledges, you're going to have your books by Christmas. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift, go ahead and get it. But so as far as age range. I feel like you know that preteen, like middle school, early readers, kind of like the intro, the introduction point. Not that anything is like graph or anything. I feel like Adastra is probably you know the most, the one that's like the most appealing to like younger kids, like okay. the people first learning how to read. And I say that strictly because you know one art style. You know I modeled it after kind of you know Saturday morning cartoons. Adastra is about a fifteen-year-old girl, so you know the young kids but it's really it's not aimed towards the younger kids but so you know product testing and doing cons that's the one that little kids pick up first so yeah but if you're a 20 something or however old you are you know it's not going to lose your attention but you know it's definitely for that you know that teen nick that disney channel age range same thing for you know with dog pile like it's a manga so if you're watching if you have a crunchyroll account it's not one of the graphic mangas or animes you know just just middle of the road, Demon Slayer, Dragon Ball Z, you know, uh, with some other ones. And you watch you like Hunter Hunter, my hero, just, you know, like I said, that fifth grade, fourth grade, just feel good sort of thing. And for Snake Bite, I, I wouldn't even say it's that grown. It's one of those things where it's like, if you watch BT, if you've seen Juice, if you've seen Boys in the Hood, okay. it's right there. There's no like, there's, there's no cursing or anything. But like I said, they're, they're literally boys in the hood man they're <laughs> on the verge of you know gang banging they're deciding to go on a straight and narrow so okay that's an interesting uh genre and subgenre to kind of mash up and you think like the kind of science fiction mixed with hood story narrative and yeah. it, it's applicable it makes things more interesting to me so i can see people could dig that and uh, yeah. make sure you all check that out. Um, yeah, so let me see. How many tiers do you have overall? 
Uh, oof, I, I haven't counted, but like I said, there's the digital, there's the individual one-shots, there's the one-shots separately but together, so you can get all three one-shots in one tier. There's the anthology, there's the one-shots and the anthology, the t-shirt, bigger bundles where you can get digital and print, so a decent number of tiers, decent number of tiers. Is this, is this your first Kickstarter? This is my first Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah, I'll be launching next month and be my second one. And Kickstarter is a monster, man. People don't, I don't think, for people that don't know, it's its a different beast. And you only did, did you want to do 30 days or did you do 60 days? So I did, I split the difference. I did 45. Okay. okay. I did 45. So it, it's been a monster. I mean, like I said, Greg, my mentor, he told me, man, listen, it's, it's hard work. So, you know, really trying to beat the streets and my New York high con every morning i was out, out there passing out lanyards passing out flyers you know like really trying to hustle this thing and even i'm not the biggest social media person like i'm one of those people yeah. where i get in and get out you know like i i like fashion so you know i, I check the supreme instagram on wednesdays so i can see what comes out on thursdays <laughs> or i pay attention to a couple sneaker pages or you know i get most of my I'm a podcast fanatic, so I'm into like all the blurred spaces and you know comic spaces. So if I need to hear about books coming out, nine out of ten somebody I'm subscribed to on YouTube will tell me. So actively having to post and get out, out front of there, it's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah, of work. you got to be out there in them digital streets, man. That's how I learned that yeah. last time. Yeah. Uh, do you have any any uh, goals like once you reach beyond a certain point, they'll kick in something extra for all your backers? So there's, there's one built-in that I have, like, a special secret. You know, at, at every tier, it says plus special gift for anything that's physical. So, you know, that's, like, one secret that I have, you know, okay. kind of going. Obviously, like, I have, um, um, for people that might not know, like, I have a couple friends in the fashion industry and things like that. So, so you know, potentially some extra T-shirts and things like that if we hit stretch goals. and Stretch goals, yeah, that's right. So yeah, stretch goals and then just, you know, I... If people can't tell, like, I have a mug, so I'm all about, you know, merchandising and things like that and, you know, have some art in a tuck for prints and things like that. So, so if we hit the goal, once it's announced, you know, I'll let people know or just, I, I'm a big person where I, I just like to, I like to bless others. And when I say just bless people, like, I'm really appreciative to everybody that's bought my books at cons, that the people that have checked out my Kickstarter thus far. So it's like if I get extra money, obviously I want to put it towards you know the next set of books and things like that. But it's like I want to make it worthwhile because okay. it really means a lot for me to people. For me, for, it really means a lot to me that people are supporting me. And, you know, taking a chance for the people that might not have seen me at a, at a con, it might not have been able to flip through the book that have just found it on the internet or the mouth that are you know supporting. Okay, well, it sounds like you want to keep it secret, and I'll respect your mystery. We're not <laughs> trying to make you reveal whatever that stretch goal is. Uh, we're going to keep it going. Like I said, the link is in the chat for all of you checking us out right now live on either Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube, I believe, are the channels that I'm on right now. Uh, you can click that link, check out his Kickstarter support to get him. Hopefully, you can blow past that initial goal of 5k so we can find out whatever this mystery uh stress goal is and uh all the backers will be able to get some extra goodies uh and stuff from you i appreciate you brother i wish you all the success um 
where else can we find you? Where, where, where are you online? So online, Black Tooth Publishing. Well, at Black Tooth Publishing on YouTube, Black Tooth Publishing on Instagram as well. My personal Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Bank Aaron. So B I G B A N K A A R E N. Catch me at a con. I'll be at Baltimore Comic Con. Got a couple more. Yeah, you got a table number for us? Where you, where you yes, at? I'm at uh, Big Ten. Where you at? I'm at E54. So E54. Okay. E54. So that means you're probably like only a one row over from yeah. where we're going to be at. E54. Cool. I'll be at Richmond. Well, VA Comic Con again in November. So okay. Oh, you talking about Richmond? Yeah, Richmond. Okay. And you're you're both the artist and the writer for this project, right? So I'm the artist. Well, so I'm the art preliminary artist. I guess my art is really shitty drawings that they make look better. So you know, creative brain, you know, Mister Everything, but the art. So I have a great team of artists. You know, and different artists for every book that. Okay. Make it look way better than the rest that I sent them. So, yeah, I couldn't even try to begin to start uh, making art for my stuff. So I wasn't even gonna mess up and try because nobody wanted to see a book full of stick figures. Because that's about <laughs> the best I could probably come up with for mine. Uh, so initially, you started out doing the art yourself. How did you find your artists? Uh beating the streets. So Facebook groups, Instagrams, just kind of all over the place. And, and well, Deviant Art, you know, all those sort of places. Just but Facebook groups have been big for me. So I found like a couple artists through there. Trial and error, listening, <laughs> you know, testing things out. So digitally, it's been a digital hustle as far as like finding artists and then taking recommendations from my letterers and printers and stuff like that. Okay, cool, brother. Well, like I said, man, best of luck to you. I hope uh, the folks out there. Want to jump on that Kickstarter and uh, check his stuff out, support, make it happen, uh, make that stretch goal happen for him so we can get them extra goodies to you all that support. Um, we'll be back talking to you all next week. Uh, or maybe not. I'm not sure what we're going to do after Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, what would you say? Well, e what? E54. E54. E54 to uh, check out uh, Omari Malik at Baltimore Comic Con this weekend. I will be at table D10. Jordan Pennell Jackson, I believe, is right next to me at D9. Uh, and we'll holler at you all next week. And I wanted to let you all know that this episode was brought to you by toughraps.com. For all you writers, artists, nerds trying to get back to your scroll on and reach that over 9,000 level, I would highly recommend you check out Tough Raps. Um, the wraps and athletic gear not only look cool, but the wraps in particular help protect my wrists when lifting heavy weights or doing various calisthenics and kettlebell exercises. I would never endorse anything that I don't actually use. I actually have the Villain Wrist Wraps uh, 30 inch blackout version and the solid red Villain Sidekick Wrist Wraps at uh, 16 inches. Check it out and input code JACKEDWRITER at toughwraps.com for a 10% discount and to help my channel out. Appreciate you, Omari. Uh, once again, best of luck, brother. I hope you uh, go to the sky and above. Uh, let me know if you ever need help with anything else, and we will sure we'll be sure to uh, put the word out for your stuff. Um, just let me know. Appreciate All it. Right. Man. For sure, man. I thank you so much for having me. You know, appreciate it, everybody. Please check out this man's stuff. He's, he's he's dope as hell. So please check me out as well. And can't wait to see you in Baltimore. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll see you. See you uh, tomorrow. Actually. Yeah, see you tomorrow, man. Peace, brother.
Peace.